Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of our continuing celebration of our second decade on the web. These podcast homilies are based upon Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year on prayer book pages X to XLI. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the text of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer and used in this series are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not from the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, a new translation of the Psalter based upon the Masoretic text The Coverdale translation was so well accepted, having been heard in services for 70 years, that the prayer book's editors decided to retain the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the King James Version for all other texts in the Book of Common Prayer. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit my Father Ron's blog page on our website, which I have posted for this episode, an illumination of Psalm 19 and Psalm 23. The psalm reading appointed for Quinquagesima Sunday, the third and last Sunday in this pre-Lenten season, is Psalm 19 paired with Psalm 23. Psalm 19 is a 14-verse psalm traditionally attributed to King David. The first words in Vulgate Latin are coeli enarant. The heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament showeth his handiwork. One day telleth another, and one night certifieth another. There is neither speech nor language, but their voices are heard among them. Their sound is gone out into all lands, and their words into the ends of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which cometh forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber, and rejoiceth as a giant to run his course. It goeth forth from the uttermost part of the heaven, and runneth about unto the end of it again, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is an undefiled law, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and giveth wisdom unto the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, and giveth light unto the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant taught. In keeping of them there is great reward. Who can tell how oft he offendeth? O cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins, lest they get the dominion over me. So shall I be undefiled and innocent from the great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 19 celebrates God's revelation of himself to all his creation, both in the physical reality of the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, and in earthly reality in the form of the law. This is made clear in verse 7, the law of the Lord is an undefiled law, 
The testimony of the law is sure and giveth wisdom unto the simple. The early Christians saw Psalm 19 as pointing out the difference between the Israelites and their inheritors in the church universal who worship their creator and the pagans who worship the creation but not the creator, a problem which still exists among secular non-Christians today. This point of view is presented more clearly and consistently in the Eastern Church than in most parts of the Western Church. St. Gregory of Nyssa, an Eastern Church saint whose brother was Basil of Caesarea, taught that mankind should not only hear the beautiful words of Psalm 19, but also internalize them, meaning taking them into their hearts and not just perceive them with their eyes or their minds. Regarding verse 8, he wrote, quote, It surpasses the fleshly senses, and becoming heavenly, it perceives the celestial hymns. St. Paul believed that the, quote, voices heard among them, unquote, in verse 3, referred to the preaching of the apostles among the Gentiles. In Romans 10, verse 18, Psalm 19.4 is quoted as saying, quote, Their sound has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world, unquote. The Greek Septuagint text of Psalm 19.4 says proclamation in place of sound. Psalm 23, the second psalm reading for Quinquagesima Sunday, is also attributed to David. Its first words in Vulgate are Dominus Regit Me. The Lord is my shepherd, therefore I can lack nothing. He shall feed me in a green pasture and lead me forth beside the waters of comfort. He shall convert my soul and bring me forth in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou shalt prepare a table before me in the presence of them that trouble me. Thou hast anointed my head with oil, and my cup shall be full. Surely thy loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 93, possibly the most quoted of the Psalms, is third in a series of ten passion psalms. How it is used varies greatly. For traditional Christians, it provides comforting reassurance of the love of the Father for his creation. The editors of the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, and in the tradition of all the versions that preceded it, treat Psalm 23 as a general-purpose prayer suitable for any occasion, whether formal or informal, and at any time of the day or the night. The only liturgical prayer that approaches the popularity of Psalm 23 is the Lord's Prayer. Although it is a constant fixture in the burial office in most other denominational traditions, especially at graveside services, in the 28th Book of Common Prayer it is appointed only in the burial office for children. The prayer book version was translated from the Septuagint, or LXX, text as it first appeared in the Great Bible of 1539, and you will have noticed it differs from the King James Version of 1611, which was translated from the Masoretic or Hebrew Scholars text. 
Many Anglicans prefer the more familiar and more poetic style of the King James text. In the AIC bookstore publication, the prayer book Psalter, History Text, and Commentary, the King James Version is also included on the page opposite the the prayer book text, with the commentary running between the two versions. The image of God as a shepherd runs through both the Old Testament and the New Testament. This tradition is based upon Isaiah 40, verses 11, and 63, 9 to 12, and on John 10, verses 11 and 14. Some Bible scholars also interpret Christ as fulfilling the shepherd prophecy of Ezekiel 37, verses 7 to 16 and 23. Christians share the Jewish view that the Lord, like a shepherd, knows both the needs of and watches over his people. In Eastern Orthodox Church reading, Psalm 23 is understood as an especially sacramental psalm. In that tradition, verse 2b offers a direct parallel to the elements in the Eucharist or Holy Communion rite, water, verse 2b, oil and the full cup in verse 5b, the table in verse 5a. For that reason, it is used as a prayer of the Gentiles before Holy Eucharist and is also recommended for use prior to all personal prayers. More literal-minded Protestant scholars see the table in verse 5a as suggestive of a victory celebration rather than as a liturgical image. Verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, unquote, seems strongly influenced by Job 10, verses 20b to 22. Leave me alone, that I may take a little comfort before I go to the place from which I shall not return, to the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land as dark as the darkness itself, as the shadow of death with any order, where even the light is like darkness. The words of verse 6, dwell in the house of the Lord forever, foreshadow the doctrine of eternal life in the everlasting kingdom, which was incorporated into the Nicene Creed at the Council of Constantinople in 381 AD. On this point, both evangelical Protestants and traditionalists from liturgical denominations agree. For more on the changes to the Nicene Creed made at the Council of Constantinople, see our video series, The Nicene Creed, presented in seven episodes, each linked from the digital library page with podcast versions from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The first lesson for Quinquagesima Sunday is Deuteronomy 10, verses 12, 17 to 11.1. The Old Testament account of the primary requirements of the law upon the Israelites and by extension upon Christians. The second lesson is 1 John 2 verses 1 to 17, which includes the verse from John concerning propitiation in the fourth of the four comfortable words read in the Holy Communion liturgy in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on the organization of the Old Testament, see Part 1 in our publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. The life and writings of St. John are the subject with illustrations of Episode 4 in the Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series. The episode is linked from the digital library page with the podcast version from the podcast archive page.
For more on the Jessima season, as I call it, or pre-Lenten season, see our seasonal video series of the same name, which includes the origin and meaning of the name, its place on the church calendar, and differences between its celebration in the Anglican tradition and in other denominations. The series is presented in two episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The closing prayer for Quinquagesima Sunday was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, part of the epistle reading for the day. O Lord, who has taught us our doings without charity or nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.